0: what has this offseason taught us about the direction of the defensive line market what should we be paying attention to over the next 12 months we're breaking that down today on the locked on nfl scouting podcast
2: you are locked on nfl scouting with the draft dude your daily podcast for nfl and college football scouting part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: what's better than this it's guys being dudes here on the lockdown nfl scouting podcast we're the draft dudes i'm joe marino from lockdown bills he's kyle Krabs from lockdown dolphins and we are your nfl experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league the lockdown nfl scouting podcast with the draft dudes part of the lockdown podcast network your team every day We'd like to thank you for making Lockdown NFL Scouting your first listen every day and a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are? Those of you who never miss a single episode. We appreciate you all being here very, very much.
1: Joe, happy national. Joe and Kyle go to training camp week. Yes. see you here on Lockdown NFL Scouting. I am it looks like not you're already home. there. I'm not at home. I'm in Miami Lakes right now. And, uh, had practice yesterday, have practice the next two days. And then I come home on Tuesday night.
0: So my, Miami lakes, Miami gardens, Miami, Miami, lakes, Miami. Gardens, Miami, Miami, downtown Miami, Miami beach. Oh, it's, it's very confusing. But I fly out of Fort Lauderdale. You look very Miami'd up right now with your, you got a little tan going sunglasses on. And despite being indoors, some kind of new haircut going. I mean, you're, you're you ready look for the apart. moment. You, you do, and you do. I'm complimenting that. I would say that you very much look like you're in South Florida. All right, so let's let's
1: let the cat out of the bag. Right, we are recording on Saturday, and we're talking about defensive line market today. And the reason why we're disclosing that we're recording on Saturday is because I have training camp. Joe, you are going to Buffalo, yeah, midweek. So to be the
0: opposite look of what you have going on, probably have like a big yeah. fur coat on the scarf. You know, look forward to the selfie when that happens grow the beard out um
1: but if nick bosa or christian wilkins or chris jones get contract extensions between lunchtime on saturday and when we run the show we don't know about it
0: okay but (laughs) But we
1: we assume that that your content delivery schedule is not interrupted with our travel plan so we're getting it in a little bit ahead of time and we're going to talk about those players and those yeah those situations in the contract market itself for the positions, but um cats out of the bag. So if we don't get to say Bosa signs for 30, $31 million per season, he's going to get a lot of money. And then you get the phone calls that come through as you're trying to yeah. record. So,
0: well, uh, it, listen, if those guys get contracts, they're going to get a lot of money and we'll probably say something along the lines of, they really deserved it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So But we will obviously talk about them here today as we get started by kind of reflecting on what's been happening here with the defensive line market. And Kyle, it has been a busy stretch. We knew this was going to happen, right? We we had a podcast. Yeah. One of our first episodes of the Lockdown NFL Scouting podcast was looking at this defensive tackle market and saying, wow, you had this draft class of Quinn and Williams and Jeffrey Simmons and Dexter Lawrence and Christian Wilkins and Ed Oliver these guys are going to make a bunch of money. Not to mention, we knew Chris Jones needed a new contract. Um, we saw the movement within the offseason with Deron Payne and Dalvin Tomlinson and uh, Javon, Hargrave. Javon Hargrave got the bag. Like, these dudes yeah. are getting paid. I um, Defensive line is a good place to be um, mm-hmm. because you you have a wide spectrum here. I mean, you're, you're seeing young stars getting a lot of money, but then there's even some guys that, like, I'm a little surprised with how much they got, like a Draymond Jones, even um, Zach Allen. You know, these guys got the bag, man. There's some money out there for these defensive linemen.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're, you're looking at the players that got double digit millions of dollars per season on average across their new contracts. And it's Fletch, Malik Collins, Devon Hamilton, these guys getting contract extensions, $10 million per season or more. Anya Meta. Zadarius Smith signing a new deal, Marcus Davenport, and then Dalvin Tomlinson and Wosu, Zach Allen, Ed Oliver, Alex Highsmith with a contract extension, Draymond Jones, Trey Hendrickson just got a contract extension, Hargrave, Payne, Lawrence, Simmons, like there's loads and loads and loads and loads of players when you compare it to some of the other positions that we've talked about and the hardship of those players like safety and linebacker and running back and you know even to some degree tight end i know Cole Kmet put a little egg on our face by getting about 12 and a half million per season on a four year extension but um is the, there is no such thing as a non premium position on the on the defensive line unless you are a true early down and short yardage dose tackle and i think that as you reflect on the guys that got paid even guys like Dexter Lawrence and Javon Hargrave Guys that are stout enough to play in the A-gap, but athletic and powerful enough to collapse the pocket, that is a new premium position. And those guys got paid like it, and they deserve it. It's not just the stereotypical 3 techs anymore.
0: Yeah, dude, if you're an A-gap defender that can rush like a Hargrave or a Lawrence or Wilkins, money is coming. And I think part of what's contributed to this, and we, you know, obviously we just celebrated that 2019 interior defensive line class, the last few draft classes haven't been really brimming with talent on the interior defensive line. Yeah. And I know you're a little ahead of me right now when it comes to the 2024 prospects, but I mean, are we, are we going to get a, a big influx? Are there multiple Jalen Carters coming? Like. Because if if that continues to be the case, these vets are going to keep getting the bag. I mean, even Colin Saunders and some of these Malik Collins guys, Nathan Shepherd, these guys are getting some money out there, yeah. man. Now,
1: I, I don't know that you are going to have multiple Jalen Carter's. Well, um, he's a pretty rare, guy. So that was what pretty- I what I do know is that there is a guy athletically who's actually down here in South Florida who plays to that same athletic potential, in Leonard Taylor the third, um, just like he. His predicted 40 time is about a 4'8 flat, and he's like 305 pounds.
0: Yeah, that's, good that's going
1: to be helpful. He's tied the team lead the last two years as a true freshman and a true sophomore in tackles for loss. Uh, he's got 18 over the last two seasons, I believe, seven and a half, and then 10 and, a half, and he's only started nine games. He's, like, he, like, profiles very similar to Jalen Carter. All the gifts you could possibly ask for. Freakish athleticism, I think he bends better than Jalen Carter does, uh, but he's got to put it all together. So there that's one player, and then there's uh Newton from Illinois, Illinois player who you really like. Um he's somebody who I don't think is super scheme transcendent, but these Draymond Jones type players, like I think he profiles in that same kind of light. So you have a couple gifted penetration pass rush style players at the very least that I've got eyes on and I'm still working my way through those interior guys in this class too all
0: right well obviously we'll talk more about those uh in the coming months but coming up here after a quick break we're going to talk about some of the upcoming expiring contracts to pay attention to but first I'm going to tell you about FanDuel take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bets up to $200 that's right just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And it's all on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. So whether or not you want to bet on the over-under, you can bet on the money line, you can bet on who's going to hit the first home run. It's a lot of fun over there at MLB. There's simply no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner, Major League Baseball.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
1: Love a good take a swing, take that a swing, baby.
0: Baseball, Florida Marlins, right? Uh, yeah,
1: not so hot after the uh, the all star break, from what I understand.
0: I yeah. just imagine
1: having bandwidth to, to watch baseball, though.
0: Long season, man, you know, ebbs and flows. 162 is a lot of games, <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to bet on them, go to Fanduel. Go to FanDuel. Um,
1: yeah. all right, so we're talking 2024. Upcoming expiring contracts, mm-hmm. kind of next on our list. And Joe, there are some names here, names that pop to me. Obviously, you have Chris Jones, who's they're working on the contract extension. He's he wants thirty one. He wants thirty one. It's my understanding. Uh, Joe, branded player of this podcast, DJ Reader, is yeah. an expiring contract. And you talk about AGAP
0: players who have a dominant presence. Um, a little yeah. tricky. He's going to be 30 here, right? Like that's right. what's different between him and like Dexter Lawrence. So
1: I don't know. You're seeing some of these guys that are still into their early 30s. Still getting. You're, you're going to bring up Hargrave, right? Hargrave got the bag 20 mil per, right? Yeah. 21 per 21 per. Uh, and then you have Leonard Williams, who's 30s and got void year. Uh, Daniel Hunter at on the edge, Marcus Davenport on the edge, a couple Vikings players, Adarius Smith, signed a one-year deal with Cleveland. Our guy Grover Stewart. Grover Stewart. We're assuming Nick Bosa gets done before that. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen with the Jaguars. It's another meaningful player. Rayshawn
0: Gary. Yeah, Rayshawn Gary. Wilson. That's another one that could happen soon as well. A lot of I, belief I, I out would, there. I would if I were them, personally. Yeah.
1: Uh, so the a fun angle to look at this through Joe is players who last season played like high volume of snaps, right? Because Chris,
0: that's Christian Wilkins.
1: That's the cherry on top is the players who he played 9,000 snaps last year. I'm pretty sure. And each and every one of them was like 10,000 miles an hour. It's just the motor. He looks great too. I think he lost a little weight. I think he's going to play a little lighter this year. Uh, we have not mentioned Brian Burns, Joe. Big bucks big bucks big bucks brian burns let's not do the thing i was gonna drop a number in here but we'll save it for predictions okay okay so uh zach sealer another miami dolphins player he played 76 percent of the defensive snaps last season for the dolphins was like 900 snaps that he played montez sweat there's a lot of talent scheduled grover stewart we didn't acknowledge yet either as a Really, really solid. Maybe not the same pass rush ceiling. as Some of these guys that are getting 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 million dollars. But if you told me Grover Stewart commanded 12, 13 million dollars as an interior defender, would, would you bat an eye at it?
0: No, I think that's what he should get.
1: Yeah. So maybe that's a, a, a hot take for us. Um, there's a lot of available talent and not all of it based on the expansion that we've seen. Is probably going to come back to the teams that they're on. So that's the good news. I, I think you have a chance for some teams to really CC Chicago Bears, improve their defensive line units next offseason between what we perceive as draft eligible prospects and players that are probably going to be available uh, in free agency just because they're, the, the volume here, a bunch of these guys are going to get resigned. Not everybody's going to get resigned.
0: Right regardless, there's just going to be a huge amount of money going to these players. I mean, Rashawn Gary is such an interesting player, had a blue up in a second season, had the ACL tear last year. Spot rack projects him at 26 million per season. So 26, 26. I might take the under on that, but
1: I think that's a hard pass.
0: That seems like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when I pull up Brian Burns and they're projecting him at 18.3. Yeah. There's not a million million
1: gap. You could switch them.
0: Yeah, I think switching them would probably be a little bit closer to where I think they ultimately land. See where they have Josh Allen, edge rusher, 22. The defensive Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah,
1: not to be confused. So 26 would be, as of the contract's, that we have established as of the time of this recording, 26 as a projection for APY would be the fourth highest paid defensive line contract in the NFL behind Aaron Donald, TJ Watt, and Joey Bosa. That's it. So, I mean, that's a stratosphere. I think you're going to see a number of guys crack, but I'd be surprised if Rayshon Gary's among
0: them if he goes out and has a crazy year, like he did two years ago. I don't even think that crazy gets you in that stratosphere, does man, it? I thought, I thought Rashad Gary was really good. I get like, we did our, uh, our defensive player of the year ballots and I, we get to like stack five guys. He was on mine. I think he was honorable mention for me that year. Yeah. He was
1: great. But I mean, that's just, that's a stratosphere of players that the twenty the north of $25 million club right now is very, very lean. I think you'll see some edge rushers that that get that, but Gary wouldn't be on my short list.
0: You know, I always like to take a little peek towards the fifth year options. We got well, we some got. names. We got some names here. And uh, I don't mean in a good way. We got the we got Jalen Phillips, Miami Dolphins. That that's feeling pretty good. Micah Parsons. Well, Micah Parsons is going to be a big one. Um, you got Quiddy Pay with the Colts, Joe Tryon Shoyanka with the Bucks, Jason Oway with or Odafe Oa with the Ravens, Greg Rousseau with the Bills. That should be an easy yes. We're we're batting like fifty
1: percent right now. We're batting five hundred. So
0: it's probably just Parsons, Phillips, and Rousseau right now. Tryon Owe Pay don't feel like slam dunks to me, Kyle. No. It, and if you I want agree. to consider Zavin Collins in this world, that's not tracking well either. Peyton Turner? No. Get him
1: early, right? Right. Rousseau's the the diamond in the rough here is the, the rare physical talent who was just underdeveloped and went into a good
0: situation to pull out the best of his traits. Well, I mean, he didn't even play in 2020. He took the year off with right. COVID. Had one year of tape. I mean, he was like a convert. He was a receiver in safety in high school, <laughs> which is to like D line for Miami blows, like n- does not look good at his pro day, right? Like, remember his three cone? He just couldn't, couldn't do it. Yeah. Bill swung, rolled the dice and looks like he's going to be a player for him. I
1: mean, that that's the thing that impresses me about what Buffalo has done is between the Josh Allen player development and the Gregory Rousseau player development. I know they have their fair share of swings and misses just like every other team in the league, but guys like that with those kinds of tools to develop into being the caliber of players that they are, I think is a huge feather in the cap of everything that they're doing in, in Buffalo.
0: It's helpful. Need, need some more of that. Um, no, I don't know pa- it, yeah, I'm a but. Uh, Pays is uh, such a fascinating one. Like I, I think when I, when I look at all these guys, that's the guy that I look at and say maybe, but if he has a good year this year, you could see that being a big yes. Whereas like Peyton Turner, what does Peyton Turner have to do this year to pick up that option? Break, break the sack record? He's been doing next to nothing to start his career.
1: Which is the other side of the Gregory Rousseau coin, right? Because Peyton Turner was another toolsy but underdeveloped player who played more than Gregory Rousseau but played at a smaller school and lower level of competition that you say, oh, he's got the traits, we'll pull it out. Hasn't happened. And New Orleans isn't giving you the warm and fuzzies with all the other edge defenders that they've been drafting. No. Exactly. Like, they went out and drafted Foskey, this year in the second round, after Brazil in the first, and Brazil in the first, didn't they have another one too?
0: Since probably Pro I mean Granderson's really emerged for them since that, right? But not it's like it's years. like they drafted Marcus Davenport and then they had Trey Hendrickson, right? <laughs> like,
1: yes, the early ones haven't gone their way, but the later round ones have. Yeah. Speaking of Hendrickson almost no discussion around that contract extension very under the radar because it came in the midst of all the early training camp injuries, I think. So it kind of just was like, Oh, by the way, Trey Hendrickson signed a contract extension. Yeah. It's a good deal for them. He's really turned. I mean, he's, he had as quite of a season as he's had in the last three years, but this past year, like if he's stuff. anything, if he's anything close to what he was the, the previous two seasons, like, that's a great steal versus the trends yeah. of the market with how, how
0: rapidly accelerating the spending is going on the D line. And and they drafted miles Murphy this year with their first pick. Like, yeah. I think we sort of forget that. Like they took that guy. So Hendrickson, Murphy and Hubbard, and they said cam sample and Joseph Asai. They I mean, the cupboard is full mm-hmm. in Cincinnati here with, with these, uh, with these edge rushers. All right, Kyle, in just a moment, you and I are going to be tasked with making a prediction about, something regarding the future of the defensive line market in the NFL stick with us we'll be right back
2: if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: Okay. You want to start with Brian Burns? We should do something with Brian Burns.
1: So let's just, we'll just do Edge. Okay. Here are the players scheduled to make, on an APY basis, in excess twenty million dollars on their current contracts. TJ Watts, twenty eight. Joey Bosa, twenty seven. Miles Garrett, twenty five, Khalil Mack, twenty three and a half, Max Crosby, twenty three and a half. Bradley Chubb, twenty two, Trey Hendrickson, twenty one, Von Miller, twenty. The next highest is seventeen and a half, and it's Harold Landry and Cam
0: Jordan. We're gonna get some some twenty million club guys here soon. Well, I mean, Bosa's obviously joining the the, the group. And
1: Nick's, Nick's probably going to get 28 and a half is probably the floor, right? There's no way he doesn't enter into negotiations and have the leverage to get the highest paid yeah. edge guy.
0: Parsons, Parsons is going to be contract eligible after the year, too. What so that's going to – well, I mean, Watt's getting 28, so a little more than that is what I would assume. Right. Uh, I think the conversation there is less about – E. What Bosa Watt. gets what Bosa gets, is where we start that conversation. Then we can get to Parsons. Because Bosa's not playing without a deal. Is Bosa pushed for 30? If, if Watts at 28, does he say 30? Man, I say yes, and it's all because
1: we're still trying to catch up to how aggressive that Aaron Donald deal was. Because
0: like that's going to have and, an impact and, on Parsons.
1: Everybody can come back and say – Aaron Donald money, top, top pass rusher. There's that ambiguity that now exists that you can use that contract and really leverage it. Uh, Chris Jones gets 30. If Chris Jones gets 31,
0: Nick Bosa is going to take less than Chris Jones. That's what's so fascinating to me about Chris Jones. I think he's awesome, but I thought it was, I thought it would be easier for Kansas city because I figured you took the Quinn deal, you bump it up a little bit and that's your deal. He wants into the 30s, that I think that gets a little bit more challenging. We have to start asking yourself some questions about value and whether or not you want to be that team that does it. I mean, does... it, yeah. It,
1: it's the hard thing about waiting, right? If you did this back in March or April, would twenty five have because here here's what existed: Aaron Donald and then deals that have gotten done recently include Quinnen Williams, who's number two. Jeffrey Simmons got done this offseason, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that, that's number three. DeRon Payne got done this offseason, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: 22 and a half. Dexter Lawrence got done this offseason. That's 22 and a half. Leonard Williams is the next contract at 21 that existed before this se- this offseason. So you said, look, Chris, we know you're at 21 right now, or we're, you're at 20 right now. We're gonna give you a twenty five percent raise and put you at twenty five to be the second high paced interior defensive lineman behind Aaron Donald.
0: That conversation can happen in February. It cannot happen now. Right,
1: it can't happen now. And all those other contracts have done where now he's got all this extra leverage point to be like, look, I'm a staple on a championship caliber defense and I'm your best player up front, and it's not close.
0: Yeah. Um I do we do we talk trade here? I mean, cause we, we saw this sort of happen with Tyreek Hill where they weren't ready to meet his contract demands and they traded him. You don't have the Patrick Mahomes player on the on that side of the ball for Kansas City. Cuz he is the Patrick Mahomes player on that side of the ball. Yeah, if they didn't have Chris Jones, I mean, we talked about this when we did our West X-factors. It was like, what does this defensive line outside of Chris Jones, especially on the interior? Right. Don't love it. So I I think they they
1: got to come up and get that done. But If I'm Nick Bosa, I'm waiting until Chris Jones gets done. Or I would want to, unless you're going to cave and be like, yes, 30, no questions asked.
0: Man, you'd like to think 30 gets it done. But the Chiefs want to do that. Right. All right, so we started this by talking about Brian Brian Burns. Burns.
1: Which we have not discussed since.
0: Okay, so I think that, I think Brian Burns comes in at 24 million.
1: Okay, so that's the same spot that I was kind of eyeing. So that would be fourth. That would put him in front of Crosby, Khalil Mack, and Bradley Chubb. That's kind of the next three names now, but behind Miles Garrett.
0: Yeah, I think that's the big thing is he has to be behind Miles Garrett. And And then Parsons is going to come and blow the whole thing off the roof here. Parsons, uh, okay, so if we're going to throw two edge
1: predictions out here, Parsons pushes for Aaron Donald money and Brian Burns checks in fourth place on the APY for edge guys.
0: I I I'd meet you there. Can can we shift this now to like Chris Jones and Christian Wilkins because I think those are the most yeah. fascinating interior guys and you Correct. say Aaron Donald money when you say Aaron Donald money you mean 31.6 AV.
1: Yes. And then
0: so, so the and then it's Quinnen at 24. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Chris Jones, it's, it seems like he's going to really try to push for 30 here.
1: And I think he'll he'll probably get tw- between 29 and 30. I think if you're just going to say, okay, we're going to meet you in the middle. He wants 31. I'm sure Kansas City would like it to be closer to Quinnen's 25. You go 28 and a half, 29.
0: Let's get it done. Okay. So he comes in at number two. I don't think he tops Donald. I still no. think he's a tick below Donald. Christian Wilkins is where it gets real, real interesting for me, and I think for Miami, that's why it's not done. <laughs> right, for Miami, I want this deal done because I think Christian Wilkins is going to have a big jump in in pass rush and sack production this year, and that happens. It's gonna get more expensive, and maybe if you're Christian Wilkins, you kind of know that. But also, burden hands better than two in the bush, right? So if that deal does get done sooner rather than later, it's probably Hargrave got 21, Dexter Lawrence got 21, eight.
1: I don't think, I don't think, it, I don't think there's any realistic situation where he gets into that stratosphere dollars. You don't think he gets over 20. I think that's what Christian and his camp want.
0: Well then for them, they might have to just bet on themselves and let the year play out,
1: which I think kind of benefits the dolphins, from one angle too, because they're tight for the cap in twenty twenty four. Their long term flexibility is much more attractive. You get to figure out who you want your next round of big money contracts to be. You can transition out of some older players and pay the young guys that are in the pipeline, and they could be and you can replace them. But it's like you got to figure out whatever your quarterback situation is beyond the Tua Tungavalo fifth year option that he's scheduled to play on next year. The Christian Wilkins contract, the Zach Sealer contract. He's currently getting paid like three point two million dollars. He's probably getting ten long. million. He's going to get ten million dollars more okay. per season than that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And then you got Robert Hunt and Connor Williams as like all very prominent players that are expiring contracts. Like you, you're not going to keep all of them. You're just not.
0: Is so, the benefit to this for Miami? Is it, Wilkins is playing on the hard fifth year option this year? Is it ten point seven or something like that? Yes. Can you do an extension that reduces that cap hit this year, which then turns into rollover cap space to help you with twenty twenty four? So there's two different schools of thought that you can do this with. You can give him a roster
1: bonus up front. You've got thirteen million dollars in cap space. If Dalvin Cook doesn't happen, you could take the thirteen million and you could take a lump of that into a player contract extension and just say, look. We're going to increase your cap space in year one, and then you're going to have to reduce cap space in year two. Or we can do the big signing bonus, prorate it out, put a void mm-hmm. year on the back end of it, and use the rollover cap to help buy us more cap space too. So it's like, do you want to take the cap space that you have now and push more money on a new contract into now? Or would you rather defer it out and then take more rollover cap? So I, I don't have the answer, but like you can take
0: it, you can take it both ways. If I'm Miami, I'm getting this done. I mean, like I, I know that we want to talk timetable, and that's interesting. It's a player you drafted. That's a, like a foundational piece of what you're doing, like a big identity player that brings like all the energy, like wh- whatever you would want in a football player. You, 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 get it. He's it. Yeah.
1: He. I mean, he was he was the first commitment that this regime made to rebuilding the roster, right? And he's become everything you hoped he would be. He's one of the best run defenders on the in the entire NFL. We think the pass rush growth is going to come. He had three sacks yesterday in practice, going against Connor Williams and Robert Hunt, like not going against whoever was playing left, the left guard spot. So he was going good on good and was phenomenal. He looks phenomenal. We know this scheme has had players like Akeem Hicks that have been dominant players. Like I, I wouldn't put it past him to have that level of performance and production what Akeem Hicks was capable of at with his peak in Chicago. Like I think Christian Wilkins can do that. So I think
0: think he gets over 20.
1: I don't think it gets done. I think with their, their current roster situation, I think they played out to have more information. You can always franchise tag him next year. That's not an ideal situation, but then You'll have more clarity on on the entire picture of the roster. If you looked at Wilkins in a vacuum, yes, you'd want it done today because you know it's probably going to cost you three, four million dollars per season if you wait until after the year.
0: Call him up. Give him say, hey, we'll give you the Hargrave deal. Four years eighty four. I agree with you. I think he's phenomenal. I think he's one of The the problem is he's gonna go and have like eight sacks this year. And he's gonna be like four and a half plays. Twenty five. Bring it on down.
1: Four and a half plays is the difference for your it's entire perception as an interior defensive line, right? And he played in a scheme that specifically was like, you're going to set picks and posts, and we're not going to ask you to be the primary pass rusher. But people just look at the sack number and say, "Oh, we can't rush the passer."
0: it's my a, it's, it's my a hard foil with with Wilkins because, like, there none of even the ancillary pass rush metrics are not good for him, right? Let him rush. And I feel like that's going to happen this year. Yes, it is. Um, but if he like if he goes out and has 10 sacks, 11, 12, which is not crazy to me to think. No. This becomes a mid-20s conversation as mm-hmm. opposed to, eh, maybe 20. That's he, why I'm like, hey, you want the Hargrave
1: deal? Here it is. If he gets anywhere near double digits, I mean, you, you're going to put him... He's a better run defender than Quentin Williams. He's not a better pass rush than Quentin Williams. But if he has comparable pass rush production... And is an elite run defender and you wait a year christian's gonna say hey that quentin williams contract looks pretty darn good let's talk about it i love the tension here because
0: who's gonna cave
1: i don't think i think they'll i think i think they will let it pass through the season it's my my expectation right now and but if you're if it, miami but if i was miami i would want it done yesterday wilkins knows so, there you go. And if if it happens, then I'll happily take the L
0: and say, oh, well, Christian Wilkins is now on a contract, and it's probably cheaper than what it would have he'd been. He'd be the one guy from that group that doesn't get the deal now? Yes,
1: he, he's the only member of the 19 class of guys that didn't get an extension right now.
0: Yet. I mean, it's going to happen. It's just... yeah, We'll see. And we will see
1: all of you next time here on Locked On NFL Scouting. I'm Kyle Krabs. He is Gio Marino. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not my regular setup, so I don't know what's over my shoulder to point on YouTube.
0: Look, we can touch fingers. Like,
1: do it. Because uh, we are on YouTube and wherever you find your favorite <laughs> podcast. So uh, <laughs> come on by and see us touch fingers here on the screen and uh, hit subscribe. Come on back. Shout out to our everydayers who are locked in with us on a daily basis. I'll, we will talk to you all again tomorrow.
2: A hey, prime members.